Welcome back in, Brady Farkas Show, right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Let's go right out to the phone line and get to our next guest, a guy I'm very excited to bring on for the first time ever on the Brady Farkas Show. It's Heath Bell, former Major League Baseball closer, three-time All-Star, played with multiple teams, most notably the Padres, but also the Mets, Diamondbacks, Rays, and Marlins, too. He's also got his own podcast now on the Believe Podcast Network. Heath, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Good. I appreciate you being with us. We're into the real teeth of the baseball season. We've already got already got controversy here in the early going. What was your take on the Clayton Kershaw situation from the other day? You know, personally, I would love to see him go out there, and I probably would have stayed there and maybe threw it underhand or just lobbed the ball <laughs> like a lot of position players do. But, you know, the thing is, I know Clayton a little bit from my playing days, and I definitely know Dave Roberts from my playing days. And, and I really think Clayton was – he wants to be the Clayton Kershaw that we all knew and, and loved. And, and, you know, the last two years they had a little injury prone, um, just probably, I don't know why, but, um, he wants to be there all year long. He wants to be, take, he wants to take the Dodgers to the world series again. He wants to be a part of that team where he gets to pitch maybe game one of the world series or whatnot. So I think he's just taking a precautionary where he kind of knows, Hey, I could, I could probably do something that, you know, what, 26, 27 people have, ever done in the, the game but i want the team to win i want the team to organ the organization to win more than my personal goals so i respect him for that but you know it's it's that hard seesaw like you know do you want your personal goal or do you want the team goal i mean you know it, it's just it's hard it's, it's one of those things there's really no wrong answer or right answer when it comes down to it. You know, we talk about you playing for the Padres. You've also got the Padres podcast. And look, I saw you, Darvish, on opening day, have a no-hitter through six, throw over 90 pitches. And I thought to myself, mm, is he really built up to do that? Next time out, he threw, he gave up nine runs in an inning and two-thirds. I don't know that they're correlated, but I don't know that they're not either. So maybe Clayton's right. Like, hey, I'm just not ready to do this yet. Yeah, maybe that's the key. I mean, uh, if you, Darvish, could spread them out over two games, that'd be a lot better, but... <laughs> You know, it's it's sometimes you know you just don't have it, and when you don't have it, you got to figure things out. And you, Darvis, just didn't figure it out that day. I mean, I'm 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 high on him that he's going to come back and he'll be fine. But yeah, it's one of those things. You know, it, it, I never thought of it that way, where you kept going, kept going. Maybe he should have just slowed down a little bit. But you know, only time will tell. But it's um it's it's fun to talk about baseball right now because a couple weeks ago we were all always <laughs> talking about. Is baseball going to play? Is it not? They have a short year, CBA, this, that, blah, blah, blah. The owner, Madrid, you know. Now we're just got, we're talking about baseball. We're talking about pitching, situations, history, perfect games. You know, it's fun to watch. We're, you know, we're watching, you know, Vladdy's son hit three home runs <laughs> that, you know, dad never did. So it's, um, it's pretty, it's pretty nice and I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, we're, we're a Red Sox station, Sox home opening weekend this weekend against the Twins. As a player, after a spring where you're away and then you start on the road for the first week, what's it finally like to get back home, to do the opening day ceremonies in front of your fans, get the first home games under your belt? Okay, so when your opening day is, there's nothing that compares to opening day in baseball, but I'm telling you, if you have an opportunity to have opening day on the road, and then, uh, you know, a couple series later, you get to go home and have your opening day that way. It it rejuvenates you, even though it's a week or one or two series. It's 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 almost like you're blessed to have two opening days. 
Hmm. Because when you have opening day at your park and then you go on the road and maybe you open up somewhere else, you're kind of like, yeah, I had mine. You're here. But you, when you're like, I would say, you know, um, when you open up somewhere, you're excited. You know, they're all about the other team, but you're excited. You know, it's exciting going around. And then a week later, you get to go home in front of your fans. Man, there's nothing better. It's almost like you have a blessed season. You start off on the season on a good note. doesn't matter your record or not. We're talking with Heath Bell, former Major League Baseball reliever. Spent time as a very successful closer, three-time All-Star. He's got his own podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, talking a lot of Padres over there as well. And the Padres profile to again be, well, it's last year disappointing, but they profile to be very, very good this year. So, uh, Heath, let me talk about a couple other Red Sox-related topics we've been focusing on. The reports are out that the Red Sox are lowballing both Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts in contract negotiations. If you're another player in the clubhouse, are you paying attention to another guy's contract situation? Are you questioning the team, the front office, the direction of the franchise, or do you just stay out of it because it's not your situation? You know, honestly, when you're negotiating with contracts, you know, you're not talking player within player. I mean, if you're a veteran guy and and somebody is a young rookie, you might give them some advice. Um, but you're really not in the negotiations. I mean, really, the player shouldn't be talking to other players. Like, what do you think I should do? Because it's your own personal decision. Like, I've had a few people were negotiating, and, and I, when I was a veteran guy, they came over and they were a little frustrated. And I was like, hey, what's going on? He's like, well, I'm negotiating, you know, contracts, this and that. And I'm like, and my advice was always, just be happy with whatever you sign. Don't matter if the organization, the news, whatever. This is you. You know, so if you're happy with X number and not Y number or whatnot, don't be upset that maybe the media or whatnot said you got too much, you got too little, or, you know, steal or whatnot. Don't worry about that. Just try You have a number in your head and do that and try to set yourself up or your family up or whatnot. Whatever decision you're trying to be, just be happy with your decision and not find something and look back and go, man, I should have waited a year. I should have done this. You know, just go out there and just be happy for whatever you decide. You, not your agent, you and your wife, or if it's just you. So, you know, if they're low-balling them right now, they're probably just trying to get a great deal. But, um, you know, who knows? Who knows? We're not in those rooms, so who knows? Everything's just, you know, a rumor. You know, both guys are homegrown players. Do you think an organization – needs to make a statement that they'll pay and reward homegrown players? Like, would that matter to you as a young player or a minor leaguer to know that the organization takes care of its guys or that, you know, they have a tendency maybe to use you and then let you leave? Uh, You know, personally for me, I would have loved to be, I was a homegrown New York Met. I would have loved to be a Met. I mean, I know I I blossomed at San Diego and I was born in San Diego, so I kind of feel like, San Diego is home to me, too. Um, it would have been, I mean, I when I was a free agent, I ended up signing with the Marlins, but I was trying so hard to stay in San Diego, and then um, they didn't want, they didn't offer me anything. They didn't do this. And the worst part about that is I went out, I ended up signing with the Marlins, and then the Padres came out and said, no, we offered him money. He just wanted more. I was like, wait a second. No, <laughs> it's not what happened. So, you know, it's just hard. Because I know the truth, and not everybody knows the truth. So um, I personally would love to be with an organization that I feel at home, that I want to stay the whole career and whatnot. And, you know, if some guys are like that, and some guys are like, I just want to get paid. I just want to, you know, get as big as I possibly can. 
I don't care where I play. So it's really, like I said, it's a personal preference to every individual player. And um, it's just, it's exciting to see how guys get paid so much money now and whatnot. And I'm kind of like, man, I wish I was <laughs> being played. You know, I was playing now. I haven't had a paycheck in a few years. So it's kind of like, huh. So. <laughs> You know, one of the biggest storylines for the Red Sox this year is Matt Barnes, their closer who last year was lights out, unreal first half of the season, goes to the All-Star game, got an extension from the team in season, and then was just absolutely dreadful the second half of the year. They couldn't even go to him in the playoffs because they had such lack of faith in him. You were lights out a lot of your career, but you did struggle for a period in Miami in that closer's role. When you are a closer and you're struggling – What's going through your mind? Well, I think the biggest thing is you need to have the manager and the guys behind you believe in you. So even if you do bad, they're like, don't worry, you'll get it tomorrow, and you go out there and do it again tomorrow. The biggest, the hardest thing is when you're out there closing, and it, it happened to me in Miami, I came out there, the manager was coming out to talk about the situation, and he pulled me. and It, didn't, it, it seemed like, okay, I just walked one guy and I had one out. I, I can totally get a ground ball double play. You know, and then the next pitcher comes in, first pitch, ground ball, double play. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I could have done that. You didn't even give me a chance. So, you, as a closer, you want the manager to believe in you. And if you, if you don't feel like they believe in you, it's really hard to go out there. And I know we're all professionals, and I know we're all men and adults, but it's hard when people don't believe in you, especially the people in the foxhole with you in the dugout, in the locker room. And you're like, you know, hey, I this is supposed to be my role. Let me – you know, win or lose it. And I know it's a team event, but everybody's individual. So, like, if you're the leadoff hitter and you're having a bad week and all of a sudden they put they take you out or put you in the seventh inning, I mean the seventh spot, and the other leadoff guy's not doing as well, it's one of those things like, hey, I could have done that. You know, so it's all about believing in each other and believing in the players. So, it, as a closer, we're all mental. I think every pitcher is a mental guy. Even closers a little worse. But we, you know, to be a closer, you, you're out there and it's, you almost feel like nobody's behind you and you have to figure it out all by yourself. And all of a sudden, when you feel like people are behind you, you feel like you're not the closer anymore. And it's kind of hard to get that, you know, edge back, I guess you could say. All right, I'll get you out of here on this. What's the, the, the radio appropriate story that you bring out at cocktail parties? What's the first story that you always tell when someone asks? Well, here's the thing. So everybody asks about my slide at the All-Star game. And I said, you know what? When I first retired, everybody went, hey, aren't you the slide guy at the All-Star <laughs> game? And, I, and I'm telling you, for the first couple months, I was kind of like, I was like, I was a good pitcher. You know, I was a good closer. Like, I led the league, and I had saves, and blah, blah. And then as time went on, that's how people know me. And I was thinking, you know, if I never slid at the All-Star game, nobody really knows who I was. <laughs> You know, and I mean, people, you know, fans would in San Diego and a couple other like true diehard fans, but nobody would really know, like even their kids, they can just go, who's that? Say, well, I played in the big leagues, you know, my name's Heath Bell. And then they look me up on YouTube because they, you know, everybody gets looked up on YouTube, young kids on social media. And they see that and they're like, that's the coolest thing ever. (laughs) So I'm kind of blessed and happy that I did that back then. But that's kind of usually a story that comes up. And then the story comes like, why did you slide? And. You know, I get into that, but that's kind of the main thing um, that comes up a lot. It's always like, why'd you slide, or what's the story about the slide? So I kind of tar- tar- talk about the slide and, and say how, you know, when I first did it, when I first retired, I was like, I was a good player, but anyway, 
that's you know I can just get into it. We could talk all day. About this. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know that this was the case for me, but do you get annoyed when someone comes up to you and says, "Oh yeah, Heath Bell, you won me a fantasy title in uh in 08. Why? Well, I, I just went. Hey, if I won the fantasy title, do I get a piece of the uh, yeah. pie here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Heath Bell, former Major League Baseball closer, Believe Podcast Network, talking a lot of Padres, right? Yep, talking a lot of Padres and then stuff that goes around in the league and stuff like that. We're going to try to go to some Padre games and do some live bits and try to do some live bits like before the game and get some fans involved in this and that. So uh, it's going to be fun. We're, we don't, we're not as analytic as everybody else. We, we, we talk with our emotions. If we don't like something, we say we don't like it. But then next day we might love you again. But I'm a big loyal guy and I just kind of give that insight of what pitchers think. And I will tell you, every pitcher is a little mental and weird. And if you're going to talk about the closers, all our screws are a little bit loose. So <laughs> you never know what's coming out of my mouth. Well, you could do live stuff from Petco Park would be awesome. It's a great ballpark. I've been there one time. Missed you by a year. But I did see a walk-off grand slam, Everth Cabrera, off of Francisco Rodriguez in 2012. Those are uh, exciting to see. It really is. <laughs> so, Heath, we appreciate it. We'll check out the podcast. We'd love to do it again sometime. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.